everybody. And tonight we were reviewing Lost in Translation, the first Sofia Coppola movie we're doing, which yeah. we are doing because she won the Films with the Women of My Life Female Director Tournament. Yay! Uh, yeah, she was, I mean, if I had to pick a top, you know, five, she would have been in it out of the, the eligible the eligible director, so I'm glad she was uh, the winner. Yeah, um, me too. Okay, I believe you have seen this before, correct? I have, yes. This yeah, is... I've, I've, this is my third time watching it, I think. I was going to um, say, this is probably my third time watching it as well. Yeah, I haven't, I hadn't seen it in a couple of years. I remembered four or five scenes, or I guess three or four scenes that I really liked. Um, mm-hmm. And then just kind of remembered how the rest of the movie went, but yeah, this is uh, so. This is Sofia Coppola's, I think, her second movie. Actually, her yeah. first one, which we were originally considering doing, Virgin Suicides, <laughs> uh, until we realized we don't like that movie all that much. And we were it's like, just too depressing. And I, I watched it thinking we were going to do it, and I thought, oh my god, I'm so depressed now. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, we want to celebrate our winner, not talk about a film. Yeah. We're just like. And it's not a that's... bad movie. It's just a depressing movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is like a kind of a cult favorite kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, it made a good amount of money on the box office, too. And she's made several films since this. I think The Beguiled was her most recent one. Uh, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen anything else of hers other than this and Virgin Suicides, though. Yeah, I think those are the two I've seen as well. It's stylistically, it's very similar, but yeah, it's a it's a very muted, understated style, which I, I typically like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like a dry, have, all the characters have a dry wit to them, which is nice. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, this movie. I've, it's pretty critically acclaimed. It won an Academy Award for Best Screenwriter, uh, but some people do it has its detractors. People think it's a little slow, a little boring, uh, and some people think. Uh, I, I actually was reading up. Some people think it's racist. To Japanese people, as a as someone who is is uh, part Japanese, I am allowed to say it is not. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so is... to you, as being a part Japanese person, half Japanese, or no? What do you, no? You're a quarter. Sorry. Am I, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a quarter, not half. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <That's too bad. laughs> uh, but no, it uh, people criticize the portrayal as like they're like cartoony and over the top, and I'm like, no. I I mean, you mean I, the I Japanese think... characters. Yeah, that's it's been no. criticized like that. Oh, I don't think that's true at all. And I've I've been to Tokyo and I've been to I think she went to Kyoto at some point. I've been up and down all of uh all of Japan and you know, when you're in that age group that she's with in this movie, they're they're like that. They're excitable, they're drinking, they're doing karaoke. It's very it is what it is. That, that any point like. where it comes off as as um you you like you could interpret it as making fun of, I just thought of it as well, they, these are two Americans in a land that's you know foreign and different, and they, so right. everything, everything like to them anyway seems crazy and different. It'd be like if you drop right. someone, you know, from another country in the middle of Times Square, it's going to be crazy and weird and different. So I don't think it's and any... sometimes it's crazy and weird different for Americans to be dropped in the middle of Times Square. So oh it's, yeah, you it's know, it's crazy weird for city. most people. Yeah. yeah, part of its city life. So so unfortunately, unfortunately, this isn't streaming anywhere right now that I could find. It could be on like a smaller platform, but I looked on you know, Netflix, Prime, Hulu, uh, Star, some of the bigger ones. Um, I didn't able, I wasn't able to come across it, but it usually cycles back through. Uh, I think yeah. a lot of people have probably seen this, but if you haven't, we are going to spoil it. Um, there's not a whole lot to spoil. I mean, a little bit, <laughs> I guess, but you know, it's it's more about the the journey of the movie. 
uh, destination right. movie. Also, so, it's uh, available in most places for like three ninety five. So if you want to rent, or three ninety nine if you want to rent it. So yeah, I think it's, it's not, definitely worth a not worth a big a investment. No. Yeah. Um, so we rate things here at Films with a Woman in My Life on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the film. And we start the movie with Bob Harris. That is Bill Murray's character. Uh, he's like an aging movie star. Um, they show some of his movies on TV. It looks he looks kind of like I don't know, like a Burt Reynoldsy kind of figure, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was getting. I was getting Probably like Smokey like, in the sort of yeah, action hero a bit. You know, like some comedy maybe. Like, yeah, he had a monkey in one of them. <laughs> um, well, anyway, he's been asked to come to uh, Tokyo to film an advertisement for Centauri whiskey. Uh, right. Which is a whiskey I like, so uh, they they're doing a, a, a hibiki, which I actually have a a 2018 bottle of. It's, it's very nice. I like it. Um, Are we being sponsored by Centauri? We could no. be. Yeah, Centauri, yeah. if you're so, listening, get on that. Uh, uh, the the Olympics are in Tokyo next year, so I'm just saying that there's probably gonna be some Centauri stuff going on. I see our listenership in Japan, and it is a. Uh, it's pretty low right now, so hopefully we can bump that up. We're going to grab some people with this, yeah. I hope so. Um, anyway, that's character one. And character two, it's really a two-hander here with a couple other small characters. The other main character is Charlotte, uh, who is uh, Scarlett Johansson's character. Uh, she's a young college graduate, and she is with her husband, who is a celebrity photographer. And she just just kind of bored sitting in the hotel room the whole time because her husband's off doing his work. Um, and I, I looked it up. Scarlett Johansson's playing a college graduate. She is 18 uh, in this movie. When, well, uh, she was 17 when it was being filmed. When it was actually, filmed. And, I, and I remember that being a bit actually of a little issue when it first came out that um, then she was too young. You know, she was too young to be doing this film. I was surprised um, that she was this young because usually you see it the other way. Usually you see, you know, people in their mid 20s playing high schoolers and she's, you know, she's playing five right. years up, which is. Pretty crazy. Right. I think I. I mean, she looks young, but I don't think I personally noticed. No, I don't think it was distracting. I mean, you took her as being young anyway, but you know. Yeah, it's just a weird little piece of trivia I, I, I never yeah. realized. But um, so Charlotte is unsure of her future with John because they're kind of she feels detached from like you know their whole lifestyle, and he's always working. He doesn't seem to really be paying any attention to her. And uh, meanwhile, Bob's marriage of, I think, 25 years is also kind of right. being strained a little more right. subtly. Uh, you get, like, the facts uh, and you get, like, the little notes that's, you know, and phone calls with the with the wife and about the right. kid. And so his is, a, I think his feels a little more subtle. I don't know if I really picked up on it as much the first time, but it's also like a midlife crisis kind of thing, too. He's, you know, kind of washed up. He's he's not doing, he's doing a commercial for whiskey. He's not, he's not what he used to be kind of thing. So, right. But two, he was pulling in $2 million for a commercial for whiskey. So. Yeah, that's not that. bad. No. Take that. That's what happens. You know, people, American actors, they can go to um, typically Asian countries and just, you know, pull in pretty good money for advertising a lot of alcohol, generally. <laughs> Based on how often these movies were on TV there and being dubbed, like how often it came across, it seems like he was probably like a particular, like sometimes an American star will blow up somewhere else and it looked like that was the case for right. him particularly right. in Tokyo in Japan. Uh, so right. the the whole movie is it's it's kind of like a dramedy. There's like l funny little scenes that show uh, 
Bob and Charlotte's days as they're just kind of milling around through Tokyo. Uh, we'll talk about some of those favorite scenes in a second here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the plot of this movie is basically Bob and Charlotte at, at, at kind of see each other and then first in the elevator, then across a, a dinner uh, or like the, not the dinner, like a bar. At and the bar. Yeah. The, uh, um, and so it's a bunch of like little chance meetings and it eventually kind of turns into a friendship and then they kind of just hang out for the duration of their stay. Uh, that's really the plot of this movie. Uh, but uh, Mama K, what do you think on like a rating scale of how it's executed and, and whatnot? I give this movie a four and a half. I really like how it's done. It's very, it's, it's unusual. Um, you have to sit with this movie. You can't, there's, there's not a whole lot that is like it. I think, um, I mean, maybe there might be a few more things now. I think, her might be something that's sort of like this. Oh, um, you know I love her. <laughs> um, Amelie is, it's a little bit like Amelie, but Amelie's got, I think, more energy to it. This movie does not have a, t- a tremendous amount of energy. And I think that might be the only part is that I think it needed a few more. There were some scenes where there was energy. They were at a karaoke bar. and um, But I think sometimes you might need a little bit more than what was there. But um, it's it's unusual and and i think that people like that because so many things are formulaic and you know what's going to happen and i didn't know the first time i saw this movie i didn't know what the ending was going to be um and i didn't know what the relationship was going to how that was going to develop so um i was completely charmed by it yeah i'm not quite as high i don't think for the plot anyway um i'm probably gonna land on like a three five uh there's a lot of scenes in here that i remember from the first time and they still are really funny this time uh i love the first japanese commercial he does where the director is excitedly (laughs) telling him all these things um i have one of the lines here at one point uh the director says translations are important he says this to the interpreter and he says mr bob you are sitting quietly in your study and then there is a bottle of centauri whiskey on top of the table you understand right with wholehearted feelings slowly Look at the camera tenderly, and as if you are meeting old friends, say the words, as if you are Bogey in Casablanca, saying, (laughs) here's looking at you, kid. Suntory time. And then the interpreter says, he wants you to turn, look in camera, okay? (laughs) And there's like the long pause, Bob is just like, is is that all all he said? (laughs) Are you sure that's all he said? It sounded like more. (laughs) It keeps going back and forth like that, and he'll say a big sentence, and then she'll turn around and say like a sentence to him. So it's, it's, you know, literal, lost in translation. Um, Right. uh, That scene I love, you talked about the karaoke scene is good. Um, mm-hmm. I love the, the brief strip club scene. It's so awkward and weird. And that song right. playing in the background. Um, uh, but yeah. there's a lot in the middle here that just kind of, it does drag a little bit. Um, by the end, I'm not, I don't, I don't love how this movie wraps up. I like it. There's there, but there's some things I don't like that we'll get to, um, mm-hmm. later on. But yeah, I, uh, it's a three, five. I still, I still like more than I don't like, especially the first, I'd say the first two thirds. Um, yeah, some of, I talked about some of my scenes and you talked about the, the, uh, karaoke scene Were there any other scenes that stood out to you. The, the part that I really, that I think about and which uh, resonates, I know we're not talking about resonance, but what resonates with me is when they, was it right after the karaoke scene? It was, I think it was, and they're, they're being chased by, uh, one of the purveyors of of the business, and they're running down uh, yeah. the street, and they, they wind like up the going casino. in. 
they go the it's a pachinko parlor and i mean i like that scene it's got some it has energy and it's frenetic and um i actually when because i was in japan that's very it was just i was in that parlor as soon as they were there i was like yep that's all the noise that's no one's looking at anything everyone's looking at their machine nobody even notices that they run through the place Um, yeah i buy it all Yeah, and even they're running down the streets of Tokyo, and no one—it's not a—it's not a thing. It's not a big deal. And I think, and we're—I think the places that she chose to film it were, you know, pretty key to that. To it's sort of like it's where the youngsters hang out. It's all a young vibe, and she's there with, with her friends. And the only thing I didn't really get a sense of is like how long had she been there? I mean, they talk about not being able to sleep, but after a couple days, even of t- making, you know around the world flights you should be able to get into some sort of groove and so i know i'm supposed to think that they're not sleeping for more than that reason but it's the yeah the relationships are stranding on them in addition to being out of place with where they are and stressful work and you know it's it's a it's a multitude of things i i imagine she's been there a few days before before bob gets there is my guess I, i don't know for sure but they have a set of friends you know i mean she has a set of friends that she um, can't really talk to. I mean, they're, they don't really... Did they explain how, how they how that all came to be? Or was it just implied, like, I have I these think, friends now? Like, Well, and I think they were probably friends from her husband. Um, probably. Clearly, I, I think, has been there a lot longer than she has. I get the feeling that she joined him there. And, I mean, that's that's all fine and well. And, you know, and a lot of Japanese kids especially try to speak English, too. Um, you know, people that are visiting and, and friends and things like that. But yeah. it just seemed like this was, you know, these are my friends and, and they're, and it's, they're just speaking in Japanese the whole time. And, <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, okay, well, I mean, sure, let's go out and do something with those guys. Cause they certainly, they were fun. Let's do that. Uh, and her bringing this, you know, old American celebrity with her, wherever she goes is just kind of, how fun would that be if you decide to go out with your friends and all of a sudden one of your friends shows up with Tom Cruise or something like that, you know? That'd like, be really weird. I think Bill Murray's way cool would be way, is way more well, chill about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of somebody. I, I just can't imagine anybody showing up with Bill Murray. But or, well, they have that uh, documentary, Bill Murray Stories or whatever it is, where he literally just walks around yeah. showing up at people's stuff. <laughs> it's kind of like that, but in a, like yeah. before all that. I was just talking to somebody about that about those stories yeah casting wise i think that they chose the right people so now let's talk about the characters a little bit because we've you know we basically have our two leads you mentioned john giovanni ribisi plays the boyfriend um and we've already kind of described his character preoccupied with this work and also uh seemingly having like a crush on anna ferris's character kelly um who is uh she's at one of the shoots i think she's one of the features she an actress or something like that i I think yeah she's an actress yes and so he's there to shoot her or he's gonna he's going to work with her Uh, but i get the feeling that they have a past and it's a good early anna ferris character kind of vapid airheady you know not a whole lot of depth but a a good foil to you know charlotte who is and i don't i don't remember her being in this movie that was like when she popped up i was like oh what so yeah, I I remembered she was in here. Um, I'm I didn't remember exactly what she was doing. I thought she was I thought she was maybe like a boss and like was mean, but I forgot that she's now like more ditzy, airheady. But um, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, super airhead. The, I mean, the, we get some time with her and the husband. Oh, also, the husband. You mentioned her earlier. That's directed by Spike Jones. This is a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sofia Coppola and Spike Jones were married for a couple years, and this is at, oh, was I didn't know that. this was filmed during her their divorce. Um, and oh, she has okay. she has said that uh, this character is is loosely based off uh, off Spike Jones and ba- and based on. Uh, his films and what I've seen of him in interviews, I I buy it. Um, yeah, I think he's a kind of a a Charlie Coffin kind of guy. So I mean, they've worked together before, but uh, you know, more little behind the scenes things. Um, but really, the two main characters are Bob and Charlotte. And Mama Kay, what would you rate the characters of this movie? I love Bob and Charlotte. I think the characters are are a four because I'm I'm going to take in a couple of the ancillary characters as well. I mean, I can always buy Giovanni Verbisi as being that kind of guy, so that works for me. Yeah, good uh, casting Anna choice. <laughs> yeah, same with Anna Ferris. I think that was perfect. The the woman, the other character that's in there a little bit is a there's a lounge singer, and yeah, that's exactly in what I would expect to see in like you know 2000 Tokyo. It would be you know American some American band singing sleepy american music in yeah. a really fun funky upscale new york style bar on top of a you know hotel in tokyo um so i i like the characters i think they're i think they're fleshed out i think both of them play lost really well in different ways you know i think that he's lost because he's been he's just ready to he's ready to move on he's had the life and he's like that life is over and i think he's you know he's definitely mourning it and hers is i'm lost because i don't know where to go i don't know where to start you know his is more of a ending and hers is more of a start Mm -hmm. and uh she has a you know fairly useless degree in philosophy (laughs) so i you know saying i know about useless degrees and um, Art history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I feel like that might have an easier job market than philosophy, but um, yeah. it's just that it's it's actually the interaction of the characters that is you know the best part for me. So yeah, I'm gonna also land on a four. Uh, Bob and Charlotte are both awesome. Bill Murray and Scarlett are both great as them. Uh, the other characters are fine. Um, really, we don't get a lot of them. The only reason it's not a little bit higher is I don't kind of like the turn they the two. The, there's a brief part where they kind of have a falling out, and it has to do with the the jazz singer. So the night before, and I like the scene a lot. This is I don't know, you couldn't end the movie here, but if you somehow could, I would love it. Um, when they start up, they're laying next to each other in bed, and they're just talking, and like, and you know, Bill Murray's talking about like being older and what what marriage right. is like and she's kind of you know learning from him and they're both kind of drifting off to sleep and they finally fall asleep next to each other uh just you know like like not a uh, relationship he just fully clothed that's another thing i like in this movie they don't try to force them as a romantic couple per se they're more of just like you know just like kindred spirit friends which i much prefer mm-hmm. i think i complained in another movie recently that uh, oh it was yesterday i hate Every movie doesn't need to be a guy and a girl get together. Like, oh, there's a, a, a straight man and a straight woman. They need to end up together at the end. I don't like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, I mean, it's it works sometimes. Here, I'm glad they don't do that. I think, though, that there's an undercurrent that runs through the whole movie that is suggested that there are many points where it could turn into that. Like, it's 
it's not like they are just, I think they're more than platonic friends. I mean, they're, they're having a, a soulmate situation where they're both going through the same type of thing, uh, in, you know, the different ways, but they're going, they're going through something and you can tell that you can tell that there's a, there's an attraction, uh, to that, but, um, there's great lines and things that happen that kind of put the kibosh on it when he's talking about they're sitting at, they go out to dinner and he, this was after I think his, he slept with the, the, um, the jazz singer, the lounge singer. Yeah. And she was obviously disappointed. She came to, she came, knocked on his door, figured the whole situation out. I see you're busy or whatever she said. Yeah. Clearly disappointed in him. And they reconcile enough to go out to dinner. And he says, she kind of acts a little bratty. And he says something like, you know what? You're not getting enough attention. Yeah. That was the line. It was something like that about attention. Right. Sort of like, uh, you have a husband and I am not your boyfriend. So... And I, I still, I'm still a little like unclear and maybe it's okay to be this way that, you know, did he sleep with this other woman because he was really that he knew that that would put some sort of wedge between them where they wouldn't cross, you know, he and the, um, he and Charlotte wouldn't cross that line. You know what I mean? Is he old enough and sage enough to do that? I thought, Um, so I thought he slept with her. I mean, maybe a little bit because they were going out and he was having fun and like wanted it to like fleetingly continue. But when she gets mad at him, I thought it was because she he just talked about how he has been married for so long and he's now cheating on his wife. And she's in a situation where she thinks her husband might be cheating on her. And I thought it was more of a projection on him rather than the, And it goes back to me not really wanting them to be a romantic item. That's kind of the way I took right. it. And I think you could, I think that could be possible too. It could. And it's probably Definitely. most likely it's probably like, Oh, they're both there. Let's just let it be both because, you know, I, you know, someone will get one of those reasonings. Um, right. And the thing is like, yeah, I don't like this little bit at the end for their characters. Uh, but I still like the scene where they're at the restaurant and the, all that. If you look at the menu, there's six items that all look almost identical. <laughs> and it's just like, we're taking yeah. these and like, <laughs> like it's still, these are still, even, even when the characters are not getting along and I don't really like their reasoning, it's still a pretty good, right. like well-crafted and still funny scene. It is. So it's, and there's so, and, and there, and it's sparse. I mean, it's really, it's really um, thin, but it's, Everything is important. That's the thing is like there's there's not there's not extra stuff, you know, um, even when it feels like there is <laughs> because of at times it does even, feel a little yeah. indulgent. But <laughs> well, I don't What part did you think was indulgent? I don't need her going to the uh, the ancient area. Uh, <laughs> they, I feel like they yeah. go there once or twice and there's like I, like I don't know. Well, she's doing some trap. I think I think that's just showing that she's doing some things while bill murray has his jobs that he's doing like she's not just she does spend a lot of time sitting around their apartment hotel that's stuff i actually like i like when she's just kind of milling around the hotel the hotel yeah but i don't want her to be that insular and that depressed or whatever it is i want her to i want her to be able to go out and do these things she took the train to kyoto and went to the shrine in kyoto and i and i just think that that's probably part of i mean i read a little bit too that you know this sofia coppola placed it where it is for a reason and that's something that uh is her comfort level she spent time in japan and this is probably very autobiographical um especially now that i know about you know the situation with her and her husband breaking up Mm -hmm. that you know that's what you do you want to kind of you don't you know he's gone for five days or whatever 
I don't want to sit around the hotel room for five days. I'm going to go out and do something. And especially if my new friend, who's very funny and is Bill Murray, <laughs> is working today. So I'm going to go take the train and see something I, else. I, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just, you know, it's for for the movie and its pacing, which is already pretty slow. And But which I don't mind. I, could, I can take a slow movie and there's definitely slow parts in here that I like. I guess I just kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, I like a couple of his bit. I like when he's miserable at his job. But it's funny, and yeah. I like when she's milling around the apartment. And then I like when that when they're together. That's when they're actually like happy and enjoying things. So um, right, it's but he's so miserable when he's by himself. He is just hers is like almost um, melancholy. Yeah, that's the word is, I would use for it. Yeah, and his is just viscer viscerally done. Like he's just his face is like a hangdog face he can't you know he winds up going on this he, he winds up staying extra time he's supposed to go right. in the beginning he's like get me out of here as soon as possible and then he meets her and decides ah, you know what do you have anything else for me to do while i'm here I'm say, they offer him some extra longer. stuff he goes on that show to yeah. the game show he goes on that game show which is terribly typical of japanese game shows oh and, yeah but the thing is is when people go on those shows they you know it's they're it's kind of high energy and everyone's um silly and all of that and he goes on there and he still has his yeah. sad clown face his you know it's dour it's, like it's it's not even dour though it's just so sad it's just <laughs> it's painfully sad and i'm just like oh my god i'm i'm am i having trouble and the few times we get you know and we get the little insight into his marriage and stuff and it and it sounds it sounds like a 25-year-old marriage, you know? I mean... Yeah, not necessarily bad, just kind of stale and, you know, boring. Yeah. And he's having trouble dealing with that. Definitely a, mid- a midlife crisis kind of thing. Um, right. And, and you know, for somebody who's so high profile, is probably, you know, awful. Oh, yeah, particularly so. boring. Um, but, when we're, I mean, we're getting kind of close to the, the end here. Um, but what, what do you think of, like, the visual and sound? We've talked about a lot of our scenes, but as a, as a rating... I really, um, I really like the soundtrack to this and, um, the music that, you know, plays throughout the movie, um, suits it really well. Visually, it looks exactly like you're supposed to feel, I think. Um, so I, I give it a four. I think it's good. I really, I really, really enjoyed the soundtrack. And, um, actually when I went to purchase the movie, the, the gentleman said, I love this movie and I love the soundtrack even more. And I said, I'm you love soundtracks. Yeah, <laughs> I do love soundtracks. And it just, yeah, it feels it's American music that's playing, but it feels like it's got this, I don't know, Tokyo pop piece to it. I like it. Yeah, I think everything looks pretty and nice for the visuals. There are some scenes, yeah, in particular, where I just like, I like how everything's put together. Framing's really good here. Um, mm-hmm. Music wise. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, like I, said, I can't remember the name of that song in the strip club but i really do laugh at that scene pretty hard every time in which one in the, in the strip in the strip club scene it's just so awkward everything's oh, it's so the, awkward uh, uh, oh yeah i know the song yeah i don't want to sing it but uh just, I, I can't, that's why i'm trying to think of the name of it but it's uh <laughs> oh i don't know the name of it it makes but, me laugh but, every yeah, time one. and it's bill murray sitting in there like Right. You know, being kind of like hipster Bill Murray, where he's just sitting there awkwardly and people are laughing. Like, yeah, I'm one of those people laughing. It's funny. I like it. Um, (laughs) And she she comes in pretty quick and kind of pulls him out of there. Um, Right. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a four for me as well, Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a couple things I really like. But 
it does it does at times like it looks kind of dreary when it's not you know when it's not being those fun couple scenes um and even the parts i like it is a little i mean it's part of the mood but it's it's too dreary sometimes um yeah so, yeah four i think it's like it's good it's it's solid um and we're at pretty much the end here he bob is gonna is calls the room to say goodbye and she, it goes to what voicemail or something um Right, and which I don't, I don't know. They have that in hotel phones, but I, I don't know how it works there. Um, they do. There you go. And in, uh, he's about to take a taxi back to the airport, but in, and uh, in the street, in a crowded street, uh, Charlotte runs down and she sees him. And um, well, no, before that, he, they see each other in the hotel room. She brings his coat to him in the hotel. And they have this awkward. Oh, that does happen before. I thought, uh, for some reason in my head, this was all one scene: the coat and the street was all one scene. But I guess it's no. I guess it's kind of split into two locations. Yeah, Uh, she brings him the coat, and he's with his. He's with the people who are helping him in Japan, like little handlers, I guess, or something. Yeah, I like them. The people at the front desk all the time. Yeah, everyone. Everyone's very. you know, they defer to him and, but still no one, he doesn't really understand what's going on ever. No, so. <laughs> no, they portray lost <laughs> in, in many, on many levels in this movie for everyone. Right. So it, it, that all right. works. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and then she gets, then he gets in the cab. He says goodbye to her and then he gets in the cab. He does the, the um, thing. People always say he whispers something in her ear and you can't quite hear it. And people are always asking what he, what he said. I don't I, do you know what he said? I feel like I heard that he was like, I don't even remember what I said, but I, I, I can't remember what it's supposed to be. Yeah, no, I, um, there was no, I was reading up that Sofia Coppola had written several, several things for him to say and that he would, could choose. She didn't really love any of the things and that, uh, she left it up to Bill Murray to choose what to say to, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character at the end. Mm-hmm. And, she has no idea. Sofia Coppola has no idea. The only two people in the world that know are Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. And so that was, and it might not have even been anything that she had written. And also that kiss at the end. So they do kiss and it's more, it's more, it's more than a, you know, we've been some really cool friends stuff going on here. It's more than that. And that was also ad libbed. So that changes the tone, though. I mean, I think that that it tonally changes it. Let's talk by about doing that. I mean, this is the last scene here before they, you know, they both go their separate ways. So talk about your your feel and resonance then for this movie, based on you know the whole thing and, and that scene too. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that it's a film where you're just taken on a little journey. You're just uh, there's no. I mean, of course, there's a few little things that happen that kind of steer the story. But I just feel like I'm on this. It's almost like it's almost like being reading five or six pages of someone's diary. Like it's it's so perfunctory and there's nothing super exciting going on. You know, it it's like you're with your buddies and then on Saturday night you guys go to the bar and then, you know what I mean? Maybe you go to a baseball game another day and it's just sort of a week in the life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you see these two characters that really are so out of their element on so many levels. That's the attraction is that they're, they're both lost. And I don't know that they're any more found at the end, but I feel like they are. Um, the kiss does wreck it a little bit for me. <laughs> so. Yeah. that's No, it does. For Did you, I did. Did you give it a number? I can't remember. Oh, is there another? Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to give it a four. 
A four? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving it down to a three five because the kiss does wreck it for me. If it no, it, I see. I was up at a four five before you know. Yeah, kiss, I might have so. been there too. Um, it really it reframes how I saw the movie the whole time because I like the the only parts where you could interpret. Well, not the only parts, but the main parts where you could interpret that they have a thing for each other beyond just being you know close friends. I interpreted differently, and I think you could you could find that interpretation. And here, like I love that they hug, and then he whispers something, and if and I'm I am the, not this time, but the first time I remember tearing up, and then they do a little kiss, <laughs> and I'm like, ah, we were so we almost made it, guys. We we were so we were close. so close. Maybe to if just, it would have been. Uh, and I, you can have like these relationships in some movies. This one just didn't. It doesn't feel like the right one. Uh, one because of the age difference. It's a huge, crazy age difference. Um, right. Yeah, they have good chemistry, but can't they, can't they just be freaking friends? Why does it have to be an extra thing every time? <laughs> so, I, yeah, no, I mean, it it does hurt it for me. It's still it's still a good like I still feel for these characters. I still like them a lot. Um, but yeah, but it, it so. takes that little half a second. Really does take take something away for me. Well, and I think that because there's such a big big age gap. I didn't always feel like there was an undercurrent of romance. You know what I mean? I felt like, I felt like at times right. he was he's he seemed a little uh, protective, as, you know, as in more like a fatherly sense. Right? And then, yeah. And there were times, and she felt, and even when they were laying in bed, and that's what it felt like to me. It felt more like when you're in, you know, talking to one of your parents, and you happen to be, you know, laying down with them, and you're just talking. And um, that's why I wish like you couldn't end the movie there because. Like you could, but it would be really short, and there'd be a bunch of weird hanging open things. But if they could somehow yeah. do that, because that—that's the real. That's like my. It peaks. The movie peaks for me there, and then after that, it kind of declines a little bit, um, because that's the mm. relationship I see, and that's what I want. And I like the thing that they get. They both finally get their sleep. I like that through line, and then after that, yeah. it kind of feels I think like they, we're just. I think they. I think you're right. I think they could have ended it there. Um, I don't, the thing is, it's weird. Cause I don't remember that scene. So when I'm watching, oh, it, I, no, like, oh, I always this remember is that actually... scene. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is actually really, you know, this is very sweet. This is very, that's my residence and feel um, that scene. Char- <laughs> and it's cheapened by the end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, and the more I think about it, I think that karaoke, karaoke scene went on a little bit long. But um, I agree. And the fact that right at the end of that scene, he sort of grabs her. She's kind of curled up. She's not touching him. He's not touching her. They're not really even all that close. No. But he reaches over and grabs her toes. You know, they're so comfortable. They're finally comfortable enough. It's nighttime and they're going to fall asleep. You know, it's like... And I... Yeah. I think that would have worked. But then you also are kind of left with the you know what happens at least at least with the ending they gave us we knew he was leaving so that no you'd have that was you'd have to frame it differently i mean you could have you could basically skip the fight have the next scene be him leaving do the leaving scene and not kiss and i would be perfectly happy with that (laughs) cut out the cut out the fight and the cheating i don't need that and then yeah cut the kiss out like end it as i end it as i saw them (laughs) But that's that's my yeah, opinion. I'm maybe, sure people like the romance. I'm sure there are people who think it's who would think it's sweet and and it's you know. I don't know. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. There are people, but I think most people are like, I like these two characters, and maybe it's okay that these two characters are doing this, but I really don't like the fact that 
this man of this age is doing it with this woman of this age, you know? Well, it helps it's a woman director, too, and not some creepy old guy who's got, like, his daughter on set. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't, because it is so respectful to, you know, to her, it's not, there's nothing exploitive. No, no, it's exceptionally mutual. The opening scene of the movie is a bit much for me, I think. That's not a bit much for me. She's just laying there in her underwear. She's laying there in her underwear, and she's laying on her side, and her underwear is transparent. And I guess if you it's know a, it's a, it's actually a seventeen year old being filmed, then yeah, it'd be weird. But if you accept it's a twenty two well, year old, well, not even that. I mean, that's part of it. But the other part of it is, is like I felt like she was setting up something that wasn't true. Like that, like she. If you're watching the movie for the first time, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be something different. You know, this is going to be something that maybe has more blatant over you know sexuality in it because that but that is the most sexual scene of the movie i think right it is but like like, i guess i don't if maybe like it's the 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 coloring of everything and like how she's really literally just laying there and there's not like any like sexy music playing or anything i i mean maybe it's because i remember remember the movie and i've seen it before i don't remember what i thought the first time but to me it doesn't seem even that sexy it seems like because when she's milling around in her in the apartment she is just sitting around in her underwear and a t-shirt like 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 a lot of people probably do it doesn't you know it doesn't to me i guess it's not particular like you know particularly sexy like like yeah, trying I mean, well to be. it's also you know a 15 16 year old movie so it's a little a little bit different in that respect, I think if this movie were made by by a man, though, think about it. If this movie were made by a man and that was the first scene of the movie, how would that? Oh, would if, you, that if this movie was made you? by a man, it would be her. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't all that different. I mean, it's just you know to make Scarlett Johansson a robot instead of a person, literally same same actress. <laughs> but no, I mean, I get I get what you're saying, um, but I I don't know. I just I, I, I don't I never I I don't get a lot of sexuality from this movie. I get a I get a pretty that you know it doesn't come off that way to me. No, that's what I'm saying is that you don't. But that first shot sets you up for something different than what there is. I mean, there's that. There's the scene in the strip club, which. But that's the least sexy I, strip not, club ever. Is the is why is, is why it's so good. <laughs> like, right? It actually, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when you go to the airport and there's the like the Delta Club or the club, the, you know, the different airline clubs, and they have just like little partition brute booths. And I was like, that's what you imagine. There's like a. <laughs> that's that's what it looks like to me and i'm like i bet you down the road or not down the road but like in inside that building a little bit more there's like some snacks and maybe a bar where you could get a free drink and you know they have buffets like, sometimes don't they yeah a <laughs> small buffet yeah i was like oh this is yeah it, yeah, yeah see yeah I, <laughs> that scene i love that scene but um all right well i think yeah we've we've expressed our opinions here and uh you know, I think I think we'll both land in the same place. But Mama K, would you recommend Lost in Translation? I would recommend this movie. I, I have to be careful who I recommend it to because anybody who can't, who, who's you know, wants to see always something action packed or oh, it's uh, not for everyone. Going it's to definitely be, not for everyone. No. And if you want something to be fulfilled and you know, you know, you want to be spoon fed something, this is not your movie. So it's just a day in the life kind of movie there's nothing spectacular about it yeah it's a i'm recommending it though for sure yeah i'm also gonna recommend it you know obviously i had gripes and i probably griped about it more than it deserves um but i (laughs) like the characters i like and i guess the thing is like because i think she's a good director and the scenes 
like the scenes are all a lot of them are better than like they ought to be than like the average person would make them i think everything is elevated by the direction and the two leads um you know i I know this one screenplay for writing and it's got some good clever writing and i don't know what else was out in 2003 i don't know what its competition was like but i think the the directing is carries the movie more than the actual script uh, and all the, all the way the scenes are framed and, and blocked and shot. So, um, yeah. And I think I, so too. And I think that, that she talks about there being a, you know, a fair amount of Bill Murray, especially his lines being ad-libbed the, when they went to dinner in the yeah. sushi restaurant and she, he's talking to the sushi chef and that was all completely ad-libbed. Um, I don't know that Scarlett Johansson's stuff as much, but, um, yeah. And this is a good movie for her. I mean, this is like, I think her, maybe her third or fourth film. Um, yeah, she had some really small like roles. She was in Home Alone 3. Can you believe that? I don't even think we watched Home Alone 3, did we? I don't think I've ever seen Home Alone 3. I mean, at that point. No. You know. No. But I saw her, um, the first thing I ever saw her in was Horse Whisperer, which I think was probably about five years before that. So she was definitely a young girl and see the first thing um, i saw her with was the spongebob squarepants movie uh which she was the voice of mindy <laughs> neptune's daughter so that came out only a year later wow. you gotta think i was That's uh true. what nine when this came out this is not a movie for most nine-year-olds so <laughs> i obviously I caught up with think, it later I think you watched it with me then no yeah, no so. i caught up with it later i think and that's the thing is i watched this uh with uh, nicole our other host uh and she was bored she was not into this movie she was she kind of thought it was a little funny the first 20 minutes and then she checked out pretty quick and i think yeah you got to know who you're recommending this to because it, it isn't for yeah. everyone you, you got i mean yeah it's it's not a, a tight narrative a film structure yeah, yeah but it's it's good it's a good little thing to watch like just to have on yeah. and and it's despite its its distance it's very warm i like i, li- I like this movie um so, two recommends there. Uh, if you haven't seen it, well, I mean, you can go rent it. It'll be out on streaming again soon, though, I'm sure. I, I've seen it on all three of the major streaming platforms before. So, it'll make its rounds back. Uh, so, coming up, we have... What do we have coming up? I think Stuber will be uh, Thursday's review. Um, okay. We got Lion King. Uh, you're going to be yeah. on for both of those, one, okay? So, you you got to get, get, get ready to go to the theaters. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm very tired. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> and uh, well, you have to see it today. I'm just saying. Um, and then uh, <laughs> once upon a time in Hollywood's at the end of the month, that'll be good. I think Jess and Nicole will both be on with me for that one. I am excited for oh, that. Good. Quentin Tarantino's ninth film. Uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. I think we have another streaming review coming up this month too. And then August and September, I've already got uh, some of our schedule planned out. There's some movies I'm excited for. Not so much in August, but definitely in September. Um, but yeah, if uh, in the meantime you want to recommend us anything, we definitely have some opening slots coming up to review things uh, that are suggested to us. Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. And if you want to reach out to me individually, I am Brennan underscore pod host on Instagram. Uh, Mama K, do you have anything else to wrap up? We, we, we were very happy that uh, Sofia Coppola won. I know you were particularly a lot of your favorites got knocked out pretty early um but i yeah that was it was kind of a bummer and then when it came down to the final two i was like okay well this is good because i can think of a film that from both of the she was up against uh penny marshall which would be another deserving I was, winner i would have been happy with penny marshall as well. yeah and a, a league of her own i mean i'm not sure what else you would review that you have to review that you could do so big or awakenings I, uh you could do big you don't like awakenings i do like awakenings but 
after, I mean, I guess it would have been before that, but, but because I just sit, sat through Virgin Suicide, I would need something a little bit lighter than yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, you, you, we, we, we yeah. would probably do League of Their Own. That's, that's probably the best choice. But yeah, no, my, my favorites, yeah. I mean, a couple of my favorites made it pretty far, but uh, I'm, I'm, still, I'm glad Sophia Coppola won. That's a good choice. I hope we can do yeah. another one of those tournaments in the future. I have some ideas. Um, yeah. And uh, I hope you guys like that because I, I like doing those. Uh, yeah. I like the vo- the voting thing. So, Mama K, thank you for being on for Lost in Translation. You're welcome, and thank you. And until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at FilmsWomenPod, and check out our website, FilmsWithTheWomen.Libsyn.com. That's FilmsWithTheWomen.L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening, and enjoy your movies.